gonna stand for this So when you tell me that you love me, know for sure I don't wanna be lonely Welcome to the Fantasy Loners League Podcast. This is your host, Wolfman27, and week one of the NFL and fantasy football is done. That's right, we made it. There's been so much that has happened since our last episode after a wild week of fantasy football is in the books, but we survived and fantasy is back. We've got a lot to cover today, so I'm just going to jump right into it, starting with one of the most hotly discussed topics in our league over this past week, and the NFL, that is Antonio Brown. Now, I don't want to give this loser too much time of day talking about him and his antics, but what had happened was back when we first heard news that Antonio Brown was going to get suspended after a fight with Mike Mayock, I panicked a little bit and tilt-traded with our league member, GM Brosa. I had given up Antonio Brown in exchange for Tevin Coleman and LaShawn McCoy. Now, I did reach out to GM Brosa to see if he would want to come on the podcast today just to discuss the trade. Unfortunately, we could not get our schedules to line up this time around, so I'll just take a look at the trade, give you my point of view on it, and we'll have to just wait and see how it all turns out. So after I came out of the draft bragging about how I had a great wide receiver group between Devontae Adams, Robert Woods, and Antonio Brown, I'm now down one of those all-star receivers, but I did manage to shore up a little bit of running back depth, which was one of my bigger concerns leaving that draft as well, although it turned out Tevin Coleman would later get injured this Sunday with a high ankle sprain, so things aren't looking good altogether on my side of things. After a little bit of back and forth between all of Brown's antics, it seemed like I won the trade one day or I lost the trade the next. GM Brosa won one day and lost the next day, etc. Right now, we're kind of in a weird hiatus period where there are some allegations that came out against Brown and we're waiting on the fallout from that. There's been some rumors maybe he will go on a paid leave from the NFL but nothing is for certain as of right now. It's just a wait and see. Now, if it turns out he does end up playing, Giambrosa will have gotten himself a loaded group of wide receivers. He already has Julio Jones and Odell Beckham Jr. starting, along with Allen Robinson, who's no slouch either. If he can add Antonio Brown into that mix, watch out for that group of receivers. Of course, by him giving up two running backs, His running back depth is definitely suffering, and he felt that this Sunday, but we'll touch back on that a little bit more later when we review these matchups. In other news, there was just one more trade that occurred within this past week that also involved my team. So in the Antonio Brown panic, in the midst of that, I picked up Darren Waller, even though I already have Evan Ingram on my team. As we saw, Darren Waller, seems to be the real deal Uh, and our very own Fisher Sports had grown a huge affection for Darren Waller so he naturally was bombarding me with trade offers for the Walleris as he likes to call him now there was a lot of back and forth because neither one of us could come up with the trade that we were too happy with and eventually we settled on I send him Darren Waller in return I get Delaney Walker and $20 fab. 
So it seemed like a pretty fair trade. He definitely upgraded at tight end. I still have a solid backup at tight end, even though I don't usually like having two tight ends on my team. I'm okay with having Delaney Walker for now. He's definitely on the training block if anyone needs a tight end. But I like having him on my bench for now. I don't mind until something shinier comes along. So those were our only trades so far. I know we'll definitely have some more coming up in the later weeks. So let's move on right ahead into our review of week one's matchup, starting with JDGG versus Tedro. JDGG overcame an abysmal performance by his wide receivers, where Godwin, Mike Williams, and Geronimo Allison all combined for 16.7 points total. Via an outstanding performance by his three-headed monster at running back of Barkley, Carson, and Williams, and a standout performance from his quarterback, Carson Wentz. Tejo, on the other hand, was not so lucky. While his wide receivers outperformed JDGG's wide receiver core, his QB, Baker Mayfield, and running backs Chubb and Gurley were not up to the challenge this week. To make matters even worse, Deshaun Jackson blew up for 31.4 points on Tedro's bench right alongside the Rams' defense who put up 9 points compared to the Browns' defense that put up 0 that were in his starting lineup. On top of that, Tedro's tight end Kittle could have had an amazing week but had 2 touchdowns called back due to penalties. The end result was JDGG taking home the victory 126.92 to 111.88 over Tedro. JDGG earned the best manager award on the week while Tedro received the worst manager award for the week. But let's not give Tedro too much flack for deciding to bench a wide receiver that has a broken finger in favor of using wide receivers who still have functioning hats. JDGG will hope to regroup his wide receivers and continue his success versus 404 found this week, while Tejo will attempt to redeem himself in a matchup against Fonette. Next up, we have Adam Jeffrey 86 versus GM Brosa. Adam Jeffrey was awarded a whole slew of awards this week, and just looking at his team's performance, it was easy to understand why. He overachieved his projected score on the week by 55%, led by quarterback of the week Deshaun Watson, who had 31.72 points, kicker of the week Harrison Butker, who earned 17 points, and of course, an absolutely tremendous performance by the one, the only, Sammy Watkins. That's right, Sammy Watkins is the wide receiver of the week, just like we all knew he would be. 42.3 points from Sammy this week, and with Tyreek Hill out, he may continue to have great success. Maybe not as crazy as this week, but it's exciting nonetheless. It wasn't just these players with big performances, though. Rookie Josh Jacobs, Alshon Jeffrey, and DeAndre Hopkins all turned in excellent performances, which led to the biggest blowout of the week where Adam Jeffrey defeated Giambrosa in a landslide, 190.32 to 108. Giambrosa's team put together okay performances led by Drew Brees and Steven Gostowski, but it wasn't nearly enough to overcome the devastating numbers his running backs put up combined with his opponent's whole team blowing up. Giambrosa's biggest weakness right now is at running back, and it certainly didn't help his cause when his team's running back won, Sony Michelle, couldn't even break two points this week. There are brighter days ahead for Giambrosa, however. 
His group of wide receivers are too good to not be able to turn things around, and if he can also shore up his running back depth, this team could become a threat down the road. In our next matchup, we had another team blow up the scoreboard when Deep South Thrift took on Coy's 302. The points kept coming for Deep South Thrift, whose team turned in incredible performances by running back of the week Christian McCaffrey and Austin Eckler, who each scored over 35 points. Mark Andrews and Keenan Allen were also huge contributors on the week, and it didn't stop there. Deep South Thrift actually left a lot of points on his bench, too, with Lamar Jackson and Austin Hooper sitting out this game. Meanwhile, this ambush of points was a little bit too much for Coy's 302 to recover from, even though his team did put up a good fight as well. Running backs Le'Veon Bell and Marlon Mack had huge weeks, and after waiting until the very last second to pick up a defense and a kicker, Coy's ended up with the best defense on the week in the Jets' D, and Prater had a solid performance as well. Unfortunately for Coy's 302, his quarterback Big Ben and his wide receivers, Juju, Diggs, and Curtis Samuel, all decided to just take the week off. To add insult to injury, Coy's 302's tight end, Hunter Henry, is expected to miss a large amount of time. Coy's will look to pick up the pieces and come back with a win over GM Brosen next week. On the other hand, our highest two scoring teams from week one will be facing off against each other this week in what's looking to be an exhilarating matchup between Adam Jeffrey 86 and Deep South Thrift. Next matchup on the docket was definitely one of the less eventful matchups. My team, Wolfman27, took on No Sleep Tonight in a low-scoring affair. I only had four of my starters score double-digit points, two of which were my kicker in defense. It was all led by the tight end of the week, Evan Ingram, who turned in a performance of 23.1 points. Lucky for me, it was enough to skate by this week as No Sleep Tonight earned the lowest score on the week, missing his projected score by 28%. So the final score of this game was 105.96 to 79.94. Other than that, there's really not too much to talk about in this matchup other than everyone else on both of our teams having bad to mediocre performances. I'm hoping for a better turnout next week against Fisher Sports, and I'm sure No Sleep Tonight will do his best to repress this matchup from his memory and attempt to get his first victory of the season against Sam Fram 23. Our last two matchups of the week were the two closest matchups as well. Fisher Sports was able to hang on after a scary injury to Joe Mixon, negative four points from the Jags defense, and a slow start by the Cardinals to have Kyler Murray and DJ rally and put in key performances alongside T.Y. Hilton, Amari Cooper, and Delaney Walker to edge out Sam Fram 23 with a score of 121.02 to 115.72. Sam Fram put in a good fight with big performances from Derrick Henry and fellow Hawkeye TJ Hawkinson. Michael Thomas also had a good game on Monday night, but ultimately fell short of reclaiming the lead after subpar performances from Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Jones, and James Conner put Sam Fran too far behind. If some of these star players start performing at a higher level, things could come together as soon as next week for Sam Fran, where he'll be facing off against No Sleep Tonight. Meanwhile, Fisher Sports will have a matchup against myself this week where I will have to face the reckoning of Darren Waller coming back for a revenge game after I traded him away. 
May God have mercy on my soul. Last but not least, we have our international game between Phonet and 404 Found. This one was a nail-biter which wasn't decided until Monday night. 404 Found got off to a fast start with big performances from Pat Mahomes and Dalvin Cook. However, it wasn't all good news as Tyreek Hill went down with an injury early and Brandon Cooks had a bad showing. On the other side of the field, Phonette got off to a slower start when David Montgomery underperformed on Thursday night, and the wide receiver group of Mike Evans, DJ Moore, and Marvin Jones each scored less than 10 points. Mark Ingram was able to put together a good performance on Sunday, though, and on Monday night, Alvin Kamara came to the rescue to close out the game with a final score of 108.76 to 100.42 for a Phonette victory. 404 Found will look to bounce back with a statement game this week when he faces off against Manager of the Week, JDGG, while Phonet will look to extend their winning streak against Tedro. That'll do it for our matchups for Week 1, which just brings us to our last item on the agenda for today, our waivers. The waivers just went through earlier this morning, and we're just going to go through them one by one to see how each team looked to improve their roster. We'll start with J.D. Gigi, who won the bid for Terry McLaurin, wide receiver on the Redskins, with a bid of $25. Now, like we mentioned earlier in the matchup recap, J.D. Gigi had some problems with his wide receivers. It was definitely the weak point of his match this past week. I think Terry McLaurin helps that immensely. I had tried to get him myself, but J.D. Gigi did definitely outbid me, which is a shame. I got that extra fab from Fisher Sports. I should have put it to good use, but hopefully it'll help me out later down the road. Uh, JDGG's other pickup was Dak Prescott at $15. Now, JDGG already has Carson Wentz on his team, who is also a great quarterback, but can't deny that Dak Prescott is exciting. JDGG will always have one of them available as a trading piece down the line if he wants, or he could just switch off between the two throughout the season knowing that he's got a great quarterback at the helm. The next highest bid was Adrian Peterson, which went to GM Brosa at the price of $22. So GM Brosa is taking advantage of my Antonio Brown trade once again by picking up Adrian Peterson, who I dropped when I received Tevin Coleman and LaShawn McCoy. It looked like a good drop at the time with Darius Geis taking over that starting role, but now Geis is hurt, and it's Adrian Peterson's job once again. This is a great pickup for GM Brosa because we know his biggest weakness is running back, so even though Adrian Peterson isn't amazing by any means, he's good enough to help add some depth to that position, which is much needed for his team. Giambrosa also went on to add Golden Tate for $8. Now, as we discussed earlier, Giambrosa already is loaded at receiver, but Golden Tate could offer some value later on in the season, especially if Antonio Brown doesn't work out for him, and he could always use him as some wide receiver depth or use him in a trade at some point. Yeah, Golden Tate is still suspended until after week four. We'll see how he does on that Giants team, but could work out later on down the road. Next up, we have Sam Fran, 23, taking John Ross at $22 and Danny Amendola at $14. These are two of the other top wide receiver prospects on waivers this week. Definitely will shore up some of the wide receiver depth 
that San Fran has on his team, especially after Sterling Shepard ended up getting a concussion earlier this week. I really like John Ross. He he and Terry McLaurin were the two that I liked the most this week. I was higher on McLaurin, but Ross was getting a lot of targets. That could be great for San Fran's team as he tries to bounce back from the previous week. Next up, we got Adam Jeffrey claiming Darren Sproles for $3 and Carlos Hyde for $2. This is shoring up some much-needed running back depth for Adam Jeffrey, which was one of the biggest weaknesses of his team. No, they aren't sexy picks at all, but they're safe depth pieces, especially now that he has Darius Geis getting injured. Fonette was next up. Grabbed the New England defense for $2. I know defenses aren't that exciting to talk about, but it is pretty crazy who the Patriots have on their schedule for the next upcoming weeks. They don't have a decent team until the end of October. So getting the New England defense is a way for Fonette to not have to worry about streaming the position until later on down the road. New England's always solid, so I like the pickup. No Sleep Tonight picked up Mason Crosby for $0, dropping Mike Badgley, who was injured and missed part of the game. And then Tejo also picked up Phillip Rivers for $0. I guess just as a safety net in case his whole Baker experiment doesn't end up working out. And that will do it for this week's podcast. I know it was a little bit shorter of an episode. I was running a little bit short on time this week. Looking to add some more stuff to the podcast in the future. Again, if anyone has any ideas of things they want to hear on the podcast, other things we can discuss, let me know in the league chat. I'd be happy to incorporate any ideas we can come up with. Uh, I did want to mention Adam Jeffrey had the idea of having a little bit of DFS, Fantasy Loners League action, on the side. He had shared the link in chat. If anyone's interested, we can ask him and see if we can get that going. I did also mention towards the beginning of the show that I had tried talking to GM Brosa to come on the show to talk about the Antonio Brown trade. That is something I do want to start doing is seeing if we can get a special guest on from the league just to talk, maybe get to know a bit of our league mates a little bit more and just all in good fun. Anyways, that's a wrap on this week. I'll see you all in the group chat. We'll have a new episode out next week. And until then, Rob Thomas, take us out.